0: Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Kaz once again with the Say Less podcast. I want to thank you guys for subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and now YouTube. Thank you to the good folks at Extreme Yard for getting Say Less with Kaz a dope video interface. So if you enjoy these interviews and would like to watch them in all its visual glory, you could check it out on my YouTube page. That is youtube.com slash Kazim. K-A-Z-E-E-M. Great episode today, man. I have the lovely, the talented, the smart, the athletic Shanae Ogumike of ESPN and the Los Angeles Sparks of the WNBA. She's also the vice president of the WNBPA um, and helped engineer that incredibly groundbreaking or as she likes to put it, uh, ground uh, assuring uh, deal with their new collective bargaining agreement. Um, for the Women's National Basketball Association uh, that will absolutely change sports for women all over the world. In addition to that, you can catch her on many ESPN shows, including SportsCenter, First Take, uh The Jump, uh, and literally anything that they need her on because she's a boss and she gets to it because she's Nigerian. And you know, I always got to shout out my Nigerian people. Um Shanae Gumake is a wonderful person, and uh, we talk uh, a lot about uh, the, the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic. We talk about some Tiger King stuff. Uh, obviously, we get into uh, the loss of Kobe and Gianna Bryant, as well as uh, the future of the WNBA, her career at ESPN, um, and the support that she's gotten from people like Doris Burke and Kyrie Champion and Jamel Hill, and, uh, you know, Tracy McGrady, Chauncey Billups, Jalen Rose, Paul Pierce, everybody under that building in, uh, you know, in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. So if you're into this, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Say Less with Kaz. You can also donate to the Patreon at Patreon.com Say Less. If you subscribe now, you will get the first month free. That's right. Obviously, with everything going on in the world, the last thing I want to do is take anybody's money. So uh, make sure you subscribe there, and once this thing gets rolling, we'll be able to do live episodes that people can pay for and support and subscribe to, and that'll be really tight. So thank you guys so much for supporting that as much as you can. Whew, that was a lot of talking. Emilio, hit the fucking music. Welcome back. To say less, it's your boy Caz here live and direct. Thank you so much for subscribing on Spotify, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts. And now, if you're using the magic of technology and watching me on YouTube, on YouTube. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for subscribing. But if you haven't done it yet... Go to YouTube.com slash Kazim, and uh, you will get all the video versions of these quick little daily podcasts that I've been doing called Say Less. So uh, if you like it, share it, rate it, tell a friend. If you don't, that's cool, too. Don't really care. Just doing this to keep, you know, uh, my sanity. So... um a great guest that we have today, somebody who I've known for quite a long time. She's an incredible person, and uh, I'm always a lot happier when I can get a fellow Nigerian on the show. Uh, she, you know, everybody always talks about, you know, Nigerians always always working, always got a million jobs, and Shanae is absolutely one of those people. Not only is she a forward for the Los Angeles Sparks, but she's also a full-time analyst on ESPN. You can catch her on many shows, including The Jump, First Take, everything like that so everybody make some noise from my good friend shanae agumake what's up shanae
1: thank you my friend like this is so amazing <laughs> it's so official
0: yeah, yeah you know what shout out to Streamyard. you know i was doing the, the straight up podcast thing for a while so you're literally like my third video guest so oh, wow it, yeah so this is like you know i'm starting to build up this thing a little bit so, three is a good you know, number you you know i'll take think? it Absolutely. How you been, man? How's How you holding up during quarantine?
1: Well, I've been good, honestly. You know, you said it. Us Africans, we don't know how to chill. So (laughs) I've been uh, sort of in the sprint. So if you follow the NBA, which I'm sure that 99% of the people that follow you follow the NBA, uh, (laughs) you know, we sort of turn up at Christmas time, NBA on Christmas Day. And that's sort of when, like, I kind of turn up, too, because a lot of those broadcasters, some people go on vacation, some people don't, some people are working, whatever. So, like, from the end of December through January and February, I'm on my sprint. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm on my horse, like, coast to coast, based in L.A., going to New York, going to Connecticut. And unfortunately, this time, which has been so scary, and I hope everyone's safe, washing their hands, taking care of one another, social distancing, all the above, but this time has allowed me to just rest and be and chill and just kind of reset my mind because I was going at light speed for a long time and now it's like okay this is the break I need to sort of see a little bit clearer and to understand things a little bit better so I just finished Tiger King I just finished <laughs> the latest we're season of Tiger Mozart. King,
0: we're gonna <laughs> Tiger King a little bit we're gonna talk about everything that we've been doing uh during this quarantine but you, you mentioned it man like it's you know, people like yourself, like, it's hard for us to just kind of like shut off. We're always just kind of yeah. on go mode. And this is almost like God just being like, yo,
1: mm-hmm. calm down. Like, so we don't
0: know how to we don't know how to shut off. But um, obviously, like most people, uh, we've known you from the hoops world and, and you know, from from college to WNBA. and now people are just starting to see. This incredible personality that you have as an ESPN analyst, so um, I would just love to know. And, and we met like way back, even like during Bleacher Report days, and we we, we met
1: in the Adidas days when Adidas was popping, like too popping, honestly too popping. Well, see, you know, shout,
0: shout, shout, out to, shout out to the three stripes. We still we still showing love, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So I would I would love to know like when exactly did you know. Uh, you wanted to get into broadcasting. Because I remember when I was in BR, you would come through the office and kind of like see what we were doing. And I was like, okay, I think this is going to be something that she does after her career. But like, no, you were like, I'm doing this now. (laughs) So, So, What did you know?
1: I did not know. You know, I always tell people, my family have three sisters. NECA is a boss, WNBA MVP, champion. Two younger sisters, the baby could possibly get drafted in a few days. Um, Younger sister right below me, she's in her MBA. Like, I'm just a middle child, right? So I'm the one that gets to explore and have fun and sort of find my voice. We all play sports. We all play basketball, obviously. And we fell into basketball and fell in love with it. I say the same thing happened to me in broadcasting. I fell into broadcasting and sort of fell in love with it. I sort of, like you mentioned, like was going around, you know, learning a lot about the business, trying to be a little bit marketable back in the day, like 2014. Mm. And eventually, you know, I get drafted to, to the Connecticut Sun in 2014. And in our backyard is ESPN. Now, at the time, I didn't know that I would be working for ESPN a couple years later, but I just pretty much started saying yes to every opportunity because I got injured twice. Mm. And... Oh my God, I was like <coughs> kill myself. <in> my <laughs> so don't worry, I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: I was about to say, don't have... too loud. I'm wait, like...
1: you want me, want me to do a push-up for you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Hold my breath for ten
0: seconds. <laughs> there it is. There it is. If you don't cough after the ten seconds, then you're good. You're good. Hopefully, you're good.
1: <laughs> I, I did what? twenty just for you. Okay. So... <laughs> Okay, so what happened was I was uh-huh. I got injured I got injured twice and that's when I realized I can't play basketball forever. And so I was like, Okay, let me say yes to all these opportunities. One thing turned into another. I always tell people my first T V gig, which I didn't really know, I just said yes to, was working for the Pac Twelve Networks. And on the Pac Twelve Networks, they're like, Hey, will you come to the women's basketball tournament and do some show like some appearances for us? I was like, Okay, sure. It was interviewing mascots. Like literally mascots <laughs> don't talk. They don't talk. And <laughs> so I was how
0: do those interviews even go?
1: I don't know. I was just on this train that was moving around San Francisco, just like out here with these mascots vibing while on Paxpo Networks. like. And then I just started saying yes and kept saying yes. And I guess, you know, through those injuries and those time periods in which I was home and just recovering, getting my way back, one thing turned into the other, and then yes, turned into okay, Shanae, will you go into first take? Will you go into his and hers? Will you now be an NBA analyst? We see what you're doing on the other platforms, and you're passionate about basketball. Hoops is hoops, period. Will you talk about the NBA? And that happened in December 2018, and then it manifested into being a full time NBA analyst, which is really cool. It's so much fun, but like I never, ever, ever planned this at all.
0: Well, I mean, you've been killing it because, you know, obviously I know people that watch you on TV and don't even realize like, oh, yeah, no, she like hoops for real. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's, like, it's not like you're just talking and whatnot. Like she she actually balls out. So, um, you know, now you're kind of like in a weird space where not only we don't know when the WNBA is coming back, we don't know when sports is coming back. We don't know when, you know, ESPN is going to continue its regular sort of schedule and kind of having you back and the silo in the mix. So, like, how have you been? Kind of like maintaining sanity throughout this entire ordeal.
1: Yeah, I haven't been pressing. And you talk about it. it's so funny. It's annoying because I'll go place and they're like, "Oh, do you still hoop?" I'm like, "Yes, I still hope <laughs> Like, support the WNBA. Like yeah. a lot of people come out and have so many different things to say about our league. But once you come to a game or meet us in person, you catch a different energy and your fans, right? So it's just funny. I have to deal with that, but. Uh, so, ever since this has happened, I've had options like, know will you come on and talk about the Olympics post- postponement or the NBA? What are you hearing from players? What is the best idea moving forward? And I've just, you know, after all these years of saying yes, I'm finally saying no.
0: Mm. <laughs> and no, is saying, no, no is a privilege. No is absolutely a
1: privilege. <laughs> yes. and I, And I'm not saying no out of disrespect or anything. It's just kind of like, why don't we take a second? Because this is bigger than us, this is bigger than sports. People are out there fighting for their lives across the world and we you know, like, and it's hard to figure out where we fit into that narrative when it comes to hooping. Like, are we ready to go back? When we go back, are we going to be safe? Do we have the proper protocols? What's the best environment for us to be able to have a product that everyone will love? Will fans be there or not? Like, I don't have those answers. I mm. really don't. And so ever since this has happened, I've sort of just taken a step back and just said, no, let me think, let me, let me breathe, and let me just try to figure out where we can move forward. I'm on the WMBPM vice president. My sister, neck is the president. We just had an amazing CBA, which accomplished so much for women. Not women in sports, just women, period. And now we're at a place where it's like, okay, we want to make sure our league is out there, and we want to be those people that can really uplift people during these times, but we want to do it the right way. So I think it's just been me taking a step back, just brainstorming, thinking, plotting, talking to athletes, talking to friends. And when we're ready, we'll make the right decision. And when that happens, then you'll see your girl saying yes again. But right now, I'm enjoying my Netflix.
0: (laughs) As you should. As you should. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the timing couldn't have been worse because I remember, you know, when that the new CBA went out and, like, the pay raises and just the amenities that, like, these incredible women are, are, are going to get now. And you were at the front lines of that on Good Morning America, you know, announcing it. And I just, you know, I just remember having my old show and just being like, yo, this is going to change everything for women's sports. Not even just like women's basketball. Like now, like by the time, if you're my age and you have a daughter, by the time she's older or, or the, the age where she could kind of like get into a pro sport it will the, the disproportionate uh, 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 money and opportunities won't necessarily be like that anymore. And this mm-hmm. is a huge step for it. So just take me into the, The the war rooms and the arguments and and the back and forths of 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 let me my phone
1: let me show you (laughs) okay yeah we let me make sure none of y'all see my business because somebody check
0: check that too don't don't swipe too much don't swipe too much let me let
1: me let me clear my phone real quick so you don't see who's on the notifications (laughs) um so it's just funny because you talk about the CBA and a lot of people are saying that it was a Groundbreaking a- agreement, right? Like a groundbreaking agreement. But the more I've had separation from Good Morning America and all that amazing social media support and just different athletes coming together, I'm realizing that it was more ground establishing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the reason why it really resonated with a lot of women and our society in general was because what we fought for, we thought were standards. But now we're realizing that most people don't even have those standards. For instance, when you're, we're a a league full of working women, eventually, you know, women start family planning. People that are working and then get pregnant and want to have a kid should have full paid maternity leave. It's just something that we should have in society when you're working for a company. And the fact of the matter is when we said, oh, we got full paid maternity leave, everyone's like, whoa, this is not something that is standard. That sort of surprised us. Also, we have working women in our league that, you know, play through, you know, 35, almost up to 40. And so why won't companies step up and say, hey, I know you're giving us all your blood, sweat and tears, your life, you know, during this time period. We're going to reimburse you. And this is what our CBA got, $60,000 in reimbursements for adoption, surrog- surrogacy, um, fertilization treatments. Like little nuggets like that are major wins for women, not just in sports, but women, period. On top of like, we had to be creative, bro. We had to be super creative. Yeah. because people, like- people were like, oh, what are you going to get with the salary? Salary was the number one thing people really cared about. But we it's understood easy. that. It's easy to yeah.
0: compare that to other sports. And we sport. always talk
1: about it because everyone in society was like, oh, WNBA players want equal pay. They want to make the same as LeBron James stuff, Curry, and all of them. And we're like, no, 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 no. You're not listening to us. You're not hearing us. We want fair pay. Because if you're saying that these men that go out there and play this product, and our product is the best of our kind, the best women's basketball league in the world, they're worth this, then what are we worth? Now, we also understand the economic realities of our league. So we had to get creative all right, we upped our salary to almost two hundred twenty dollars or so thousand dollars for top players. Let's try to get those top players to stay in the States. So guess what? The NBA and the, and the WNBA as partners are going to come in and add an additional compensation up to $300,000 so that those top players who are the marketing arms can stay out of the total sum package of about half a mil. Now that is creative. You know, we're sort of getting getting the NBA to really invest and in bet on women, the women that really drive the marketing and the ticking of the league. But we didn't forget about any person because if you think about it, everyone's salary is going up. It's the first time our average compensation for a player is in six figures. I know I'm going super nerdy on this, but it was just a major, it was a major moment for us. And I think it was just sort of, it was a little sad to see that, like, dang. It's groundbreaking, but like really, this is something all women deserve. They should, they deserve to be invested in. They deserve to be bet on. They deserve to have everything that they should have, even considering that sometimes they're primary caregivers and stuff like that. So I know I'm on my pulpit right now, bro, but it was like, this is crazy. So we negotiated the entire CBA. What is my background? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Here we go. More notifications. Oh, <laughs> um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't pull the <laughs> You can't see anything. It. It's an emoji person, so that's how incognito I go. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we negotiate the entire CBA on WhatsApp pretty much. And we realized that, hey, in order to get what we want, we had to know the numbers as well as the league did. Because we can't go in there asking for something and they say, oh, well, this is how it works. We needed to know how it works so that we can get them to agree to what we wanted. So literally, we had this WhatsApp group chat because everyone's around the world. And I think one person had an Android. I don't know who that person was. uh, You don't have
0: to put bubbles on this side, man. I'm not going to put them on blast. They know they're messing up the vibe. Damn. Right?
1: Right? We could have just said, (laughs) I messed a group chat, whatever, but um so every day we were just putting out ideas like, hey, how do we get the compensation numbers up? All right, make sure we get in mental health resources. All right, we got to make sure that everyone gets hotels that's non-negotiable, their own individual rooms. All right, we got to have charter planes just in case we have back-to-backs and you have to fly cross-country. Like, we were literally buzzing each other. And I knew it was time for us to do something great when we had so many amazing people step up and join our executive committee. So not just the president, your girl's vice president, we have Laysha Clarendon, who is our number one activist. um, And she's in there. Elena Deladon, the reigning WNBA MVP in there. Sue Bird. Need I say less yes. in there? Carolyn Swords, who has experience with her family on Capitol Hills up in there. Uh, it just was a tremendous group. Elizabeth Williams, who was our secretary, that took notes. Granted, Elizabeth did all of this while she was playing overseas in Turkey, in Turkey, which meant our 6 p.m. conversations, She was probably doing it at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. once a week. You know, so like this is how committed we were to all to reflect the 144 amazing badass women of the W and make sure we didn't let them down.
0: You know, and, and you say things like, you know, having a hotel room is, is non-negotiable and, you know, charter planes and charter buses. And you hear all these things that when you think of professional sports or just like any sort of place where you're going somewhere to provide a service, you would think just kind of comes standard. So, I mean, if you don't mind, like, getting into detail, like, you didn't have these things before, like, how – what were you doing? Were you, like, bunking up together? Did you have to pay for your own hotel rooms? Was it Stop like- it.
1: All y'all trying to be so, so messy with our WNBA and our <laughs> Okay, don't be messy about it. No, but the way it worked, the way it worked was you got your own individual room after you served five years in the league. Wow. So five years, and then you got your own individual room. Uh, flying, we fly commercial. So you have players like Brittany Griner, who this is a reason why we have these extenuating circumstances Brittany Griner flew to the All-Star game, I believe, in coach. Y'all know Brittany Griner, 6'8". Like, you're going to play in an All-Star game where it's not like NBA where you get, like, three days before and then you have the All-Star and then you get three three days after. No, like, it's a tight weekend. Everyone says it's, like, All-Star, like, one and a half days. So she's flying there. And coach, like, little things like that go a long way making sure that everyone we have you know extra legroom seating like if we can't get in first class and if we can't get the charter that time that's mandatory uh like we said like it's not this is not college where you bunk whatever like you have two people to a room we are professionals in our league and our standards should reflect that so now we have individual hotel rooms we have great um situations in which we can get charter planes our our lifestyle just completely got professionalized and that was the number one thing. We want the WNBA players who literally have been playing in this league for 23, 24 years, the legends of the of the women's game, period, have been going through this, and we did not want them to continue to have to go through that. So it was a lot, but, like, we finally got to where we're extremely proud to say, hey, we're WNBA players and we're treated like such.
0: As you should, as you should. And congratulations to all of that, man. And I remember when I saw that, that deal go down, um, the first thing I noticed, because at that point, like, to me, one of the most famous, like, women's basketball players that wasn't in the WNBA was Gigi Bryant. Like, mm. when you talk about, like, Bleacher Report, or house of highlights, so it's her tragedy happened with, with Kobe and Gigi, especially... As, as gung-ho as Kobe was for women's sports and the quality in women's sports and how it was almost like a foregone conclusion. We were, we were going to see Gigi in the WNBA uh, one day. Um, I would just love to get your personal thoughts on just how that literally <clears throat> affected you. And, you know, just thinking about people that you were laying the groundwork for, a lot of people was looking at her, like, as, as being somebody by the time she's ready to go into that, to the league it would be, the, the world would be her oyster as a women's mm-hmm. basketball player. So um, I would just love to hear you speak on that.
1: We were tremendously heartbroken, like the entire world was. Yeah. But I think people just started to realize how much of an ally for women's basketball Kobe was. And I guess we can go in circles talking about how much they meant to the game, but I think people are starting to realize it. I'll just tell you two things. When I was at Stanford, I was a freshman there. And I was one of those corny, I'm, mean, you know, I'm still corny and goofy and all that ish. But like I was one of those <laughs> corny goofy freshmen. We played at Staples Center uh, in the Pac 10 tournament. My freshman year were Pac 10, sophomore year, we went to Pac 12. We played for the tournament, in the tournament. At Staples. And so we walk into Staples. We're, you know, Stanford, you know what I'm saying? So we have the number one seat. So we have the Lakers <laughs> locker room. And so we pull Pongu-ish. up into the locker room. Like, you. Know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? And we pull up into the <laughs> locker room and my coach at Stanford is a Hall of Famer, Tara Vanderveer, one of the greatest of all times, super yeah. respected. And so she's like, Hey, you know, I come here all the time. Cause you know, I'm just the boss. Who knows which one is Kobe's locker? And we all start the scavenger hunt, like searching, like oh, how are we gonna know which one's Kobe's locker? Blah blah blah. We spend too much time doing it. It's about time for us to go hit the court. And she's like, stop, y'all, 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 y'all taking so to way too much time. It's the only locker with an actual lock on it. And we're like, what? Oh wow. So we go and see. We're like, oh, that's super cool. And so as we're about to run out, I tell a couple people on the team, my sister, our manager, and our point guard, were the last ones leaving the locker. I was like, y'all, if we win the tournament. I'm going to send a note to Kobe. I'm going to put in this locker. And I was like, oh, there she goes. She crazy. All right. We go out. You know what we do? We handle our business. We go and win the tournament. And just as, like, we're celebrating, everyone's leaving. Again, I'm always the last one. We're about to leave the same group of people that were last with me. And they're like, Cheney, you forgot about your letter. I was like, oh, y'all. We don't. She's like, Cheney, do it. Just do it. You say you do it. Like, come on now. I was like, okay, peer pressure, let's go. So <laughs> I go and the only th- piece of paper I find is this piece of paper. That's like our scouting report. That's like been thrown up in the trash. So I like grab the end piece of it that hasn't hit the trash yet. And I rip it off and I get a dry erase marker from the board. and I say, dear Kobe, thank you so much for lending us your locker room. We are such big fans of you. We support you. And um, I was like, best of luck this season. Sincerely, Chine Ogwoma and in Stanford Women's Basketball. All right. Maybe like four or five days later, we're back in the Bay. We're in practice. At the end of practice, I am And granted, this is 2010, 2011. We're in practice and Coach Tara is like, all right, huddle up. You know, I always do her voice. So it's the end of practice. All right. And then she starts looking around and gets quiet. And then she's like, "Cheney," And I was like, oh gosh, why'd she call my name? Because I was always that one person that was like not filling in forms on time, like doing that type of stuff. And so I was like, dang! Like, did I just like is the team gonna have to run for me? Dang, what did I do this time? Come on, come on, come on, And she's like, "Cheney," and she just stares. Did you leave a note for Kobe Bryant? And our whole team starts jumping up and down, going crazy. <laughs> And they're like, so I got a call today from a lady that works in our Stanford Athletics department as a trainer, and she passed on a, a message from Kobe because Kobe got your letter and told her specifically to reach out and to tell us and specifically you that proud of you guys winning the tournament, I'm going to be rooting for this year, strive for excellence in everything that you do. Granted that I was a freshman. He didn't know who I was. He got a dirty, nasty little paper of a girl who literally shoved a little note up into the locker. <laughs> most people, I would, I would bet that most people would just not even look at that. But yeah. They saw it, they were like, What is this? Well,
0: probably think he, it's garbage, like, how yeah, trash, that? yeah. That,
1: and you know, it it, it all makes sense because now I'm like re watching detail, and I'm like, This is Kobe Bryant, that was his attention to detail, and he didn't know who I was. I had no reason, like, but in 2010, when I was a freshman who hadn't accomplished anything yet, not a number one pick or anything for him to sort of give that hope and that, that co-sign of like, yo, I respect champions. I respect what you're doing from a nasty little note. Like that meant the world to me. I didn't even remember that until like a, cu- a couple of days after his memorial, I was like, Oh my gosh, I called the manager. My manager, I was like, y'all remember this? And she was like, Oh my God, I got goosebumps. Like okay. that was Kobe Bryant's attention to detail. And I'll wrap it up with saying that it really, it really pains my heart because I was working, you know, us Nigerians, us Africans, <laughs> I was working, working, working and grinding with ESPN. And I was like, guess what? I'll get to a point where it'll come Super Bowl week. I can just take a week off and chill, go off the grid. But Kobe and his team invited me and a couple other WNBA players to go work out with him that early, early January. And I was like, man, I, he's going to be here all summer. Like, I'm like, mm. let me just finish working and I'll go and do that camp. I, I regret that so much. I regret it so much, passing on that opportunity because I was like, oh, at the time we were negotiating with his his team to use Mamba Sports Academy to train us for the year, like that'll be our practice facility for the Sparks. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna be seeing him all summer long. I'll be just getting all the details, all the info. i gonna be <laughs> with Gigi and everybody. Like, we'll have time for that. Like, let me just like fight and do what these people want me to do, my producers, and then I'll circle back to that.
0: Regret. It's it's, it's awful, man. I mean. You you still have those memories, and you'll always have them with you. But I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and and live too much with regret with that because you got that amazing memory with Kobe, and uh, you know he meant so much to so many people. So uh, it's just, what what are you gonna do?
1: What
0: are you gonna do? I know. Life, but um, let's um, let's switch, let's switch topics a little bit. You you spoke on it earlier. Uh, Right now, for the first time in a long time, we chilling. We ain't doing nothing, but. You watch a lot of Netflix. You watch some Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> I need to know your thoughts on this docu series because there's a few things I want to ask you. Okay, <laughs> Carol Baskin. All right, what okay. percent fed her husband to this tiger? Right.
1: <laughs> so at first, I was like, "This is sensationalist." I'm like, mm. this is like this woman. When you pair her up as you're watching episode one, two, and three, you're like, she is just sound mind, sound reason. Like, because com- you're comparing her constantly to Joe, who's out here yeah. like shaking and dancing. And wearing you compare his shirt.
0: anybody to Joe Exotic. Yeah. Anybody Thank seems you. More, I mean. Thank
1: you. <laughs> and then when they finally did that deep dive, I was like, people don't just disappear. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and the people that disappear, I'm like watching Narcos or like are... Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hmm. And on so, top of that,
0: she answered. She answered the question way too fast too, and she's like, "Oh, you just <laughs> start oil if you want somebody to eat them." I'm like, "Whoa! Like, how do you? I mean, granted, I know you spend your time with tigers, but that's something like no average human being would know. Like, I would just My... you, you gotta at least lie and be like, "Oh See? yeah, you know, just like sprinkle some salt and pepper or something like something that." isn't necessarily true.
1: See, my thing was like, it wasn't even how fast she said it. It It's more like how calm she is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, she just is like, Hey guys. So, um, little Tito back here, the tiger just ate his first. I'm like, most people, Hey, yo, Tito, what's good? You know what I mean? Like, she just was way too calm. Cool. Way, way too, too calm. Cool. Too cool. Way too calm. Cool. You know, <laughs> you
0: know what, they say I you want
1: to look out for the quiet ones.
0: It's always the quiet ones. It's always the quiet ones. And it's always the people that seem like they have sound mind, sound body, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Got it. He was the perfect foil for her. He was yeah. the <laughs> like, there was no way he was gonna get out of that like alive or get out of that like scot free. He, he,
1: he did way too much. Like you <laughs> can't be doing those <laughs> things with those dummies. You were doing way too much. Like the evidence, you gotta think like evidence. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> he was doing the most. He was putting out music videos and songs. Like, bro, the paper trail is too long.
1: He got a voice though. He had a voice.
0: He, yo, listen. <laughs> I heard a couple of them tracks, like, not even like, you know, I, I think maybe, like, I've watched it just because it's part of the Netflix special. I'm like, uh, oh, okay, like, it's good for a Netflix song, but, like, honestly, straight up just, like, as on its own, a good fucking singer,
1: you know? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm Wait, like, I'm trying to figure it? out if I can find that one. Yes, here we go. I'm going to play it.
0: Yeah, play it, play
1: it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carol <laughs> <laughs> mm. I saw that. I'm like, you know, you know what's funny? Like everyone's like, oh, you know, be so serious because of Corona. Like we can't be doing too much. I'm like, yeah. people, people are finding different ways to cope, and that ish was right. hilarious.
0: Right, right. That is, I told people Tiger King is the perfect series for the times, okay, because no matter how bad you feel about yourself, no matter how crazy <laughs> this world is, ain't nothing crazy. We could all universally watch that
1: and you're be like, like oh, are you crazy <laughs>
0: We crazy, but we ain't that. Like, we ain't feeding tigers to our husbands and, and, and having coworkers get their arm ripped off and going back to, <laughs> yeah. to work the next day and burning down your own film stash. Or, to, it's, it's
1: only, there was only one time when I got real nervous, and it's when he was talking about having Cologne put on his shoe. He wasn't
0: like on the downside as well. <laughs> like, and, like, he had was, a... He had a got, all, I mean, why didn't
1: I we know. talk about why he had a brace on his leg?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, nobody ever talks about that. Like, there was, like, a whole period where he just starts, like, limping and has, like, a cane that's, like, extremely unexplained. Like, did you
1: get bit?
0: <laughs> Listen, if you like, something happened. There's there's a whole lot of plot holes in that mm-hmm. movie. Much about loved it. I'm like – I heard there was, like, a, a a something that came on, I think, on Vice or some other network about the whole Tiger King thing, but obviously it wasn't as sensational as this one. But, like yeah. – there's a lot. There's a lot of unanswered questions about that. So hopefully, too many. Yeah, hopefully, man, we get another uh, another look at that, or, or, or pre, or or, or or you know what do they call? Well, it? no, 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 no.
1: We will, we will, because didn't you see they're gonna come out? They're coming out with one more episode.
0: I heard oh, it was the homeboy with the with the Monster Energy drink hat and the and the ponytail. <laughs> the, Hurley,
1: the Hurley, the Hurley, uh, Je- yeah, Jeff Lowe.
0: Jeff Lowe, yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah, they got enough for one more episode. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Look you into my veins, <laughs> I need that. I need that. Um, last couple of questions before we get you out of here. I know you're super busy. Um, Am I? Being at ESPN, and you know, doing all these shows. I know a lot of people, especially when they first get into that building, they always say they try to attach themselves to somebody and and try and get as much mentorship as possible. Who's been like the most important person to you, as far as like? getting your feet wet in the SPN and being able to navigate those waters as well as you have already.
1: I've had so many amazing people that have literally been like, here, Chenea, let me help you. Like, this is how we do things. It's funny because a lot of people in my position, I guess, or like my role tend to be like, NBA Hall of Famers. So mm. you got, like, Tracy McGrady, Paul Pierce, Scottie Pippen, Jalen Rose. No offense, not your Hall of Famer, but, like, you got these heads <laughs> The Hall of in the
0: hood. That hairline is a, a, a the hairline good hairline is girl. Hall of
1: Fame in the hood. You're right. So, <laughs> like, you have these guys that are Hall of Famers or known, and it's your girl, Chanae Oguma, came in the mix with the rest of them. You know what I mean? And so it, I took – I was doubting myself a lot because I was like, why did they pick me to do this job? Why am I here? And then I started realizing, I was like, you know what? I am that one person that will watch the entire game. I will go to the analytics. I will talk to my friends who are, you know, it's like our age rising generation of hoopers, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jalen Brown, like the list, like my McDonald's class, Kyrie Irving, Harrison Barnes, like, I have this generation pretty much unlocked because we all grew up and hooped together. Mm -hmm. And so I start realizing, you know what? Like, this is why they saw me. And it's unfortunate that being a woman and also WNBA player sort of made me create this doubt. But then when I realized why I'm here, I was like, okay, and I got super curious. So then I usually go and like sit with the producers. I'd sit with the sound techs. I'd sit with like the people, the cameraman, and I just learned people and their craft. And I think that really helped me because now I have a holistic understanding of like, this is how TV goes. This is what looks good. This is how people do things. But the people that really helped my helped me the most, first of all, was the women. Because I had a lot, I learned. I needed to learn um, because I was just ball as life, you know. I literally pull up, I go to practice and pull up to the studio and like think I was good to go. Where do I buy clothes? Wait, I don't buy clothes. I gotta rent them. Renting is easier, like you know, all <laughs> these little things that I didn't know. The women put me to the side in the makeup room and were like, "Okay, Chynna." And also I had to do some educating myself because when I got there, there were not many um, women per se of color, and so I had right. some struggles on air. And I was like, "Oh hell no, nah. I'm not gonna let any other woman of color go through it." Makeup, makeup I had. To, yeah. I was like, I literally brought it. I was like, "This, this is my shade. This is what works for me." You can't put gray on my eyeshadow because uh, that makes me look ashy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, was, I, I was,
0: I had the same issues too. Where I'm just like, yo. I know yes. I'm a dude, but, like, I don't want to be, like, that extra dude. Like, listen, man, like, but you I'm have getting these to. comments and it's all about my foundation, like, the same
1: Wait till you go viral for your hairline. Ugh. Like, that's the worst thing yeah, you yeah. ever yeah. want to do. Thank you. Like, my best friend was the like, hash- why don't you just, yeah, why don't you, you, you wear a yeah. I was like, girl, I didn't, didn't know. know. I was just learning. Like, I- imagine 2014 to 2016, like, just hooping and not even, like, worrying about myself and then being thrown on air. And so I will never forget Sage Steele, probably for like 45 minutes after one of her sports centers, we just were talking and she just started spilling and just like giving me her personal life and her struggles and her successes. And I'm like, wow, thank you. Jamel Hill obviously paved the way for me before she left. Jamel was leaving as I was really coming on full time. Carrie Champion sat me down. We did some kind of remote event, I think in like in the South. I can't remember which state and she was like shanae and this was the time i was going through my contract negotiations to go full-time she's like shanae this is how much how much i make this is the number you deserve and i was like really like that's a, okay <laughs> and she's like no 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 no. i know this person and i know this person and you deserve this the work you're doing you're here three to four days a week you're here in the morning all the way till 1 a.m you're driving like you're doing this you deserve this these women held my hand like the number one talent recruiter uh, for talent, you know, uh, to come into ESPN onto the shows, she was the one saying, Sinead, there's an opening here. We're looking for a strong female voice. I believe in you. Go on, Sports Center tomorrow and be an NBA analyst." I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. "What?" Like, wow. and these people were literally like saying, Sinead, you can do this. And this is how you do this." Doris Burke, I remember, I was in LA. And uh, it was, I think we were in, like, it was a day off in between games and I was meeting a producer and she was calling the game, the Lakers game that night. She's like, Shanae, come early, come join us in our breakfast meeting and sit and see how we do our work. And we'll just hang out want to check on like people naturally just being givers has helped me so much, especially the women, but it helps to also have male allies. And a lot of people don't realize, like we have a lot of I don't want to say it like Liz kim said it first, so I feel like, you know, whatever she says, you know, she, she got her own way of saying things. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of, like, closeted women's basketball fans, meaning women's basketball fans that they support us, they watch our games, but they're not, like, public about it. Right. They haven't, like, fought for us and said, like, this is what I love because a lot of people feel like it's socially acceptable to just denigrate the WNBA or women's female athletes or female in sports in general. All you have to do is look at an Instagram comment with a woman posted on a, on a sports account. Like that tells you a lie. but um, you know, it's just been great to have ESPN. There's so many males also that like have literally been like, yes, Chanae. Like the first time I went on first take and sat in studio with Stephen A. And Max, this is about a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. First thing that Stephen A. says is you work hard. Like on national TV, you work hard. I love your work. You're killing it. I'm like, wow, he didn't have to do that. He could have done that behind closed doors. But the reason why he did it on air, so people know that I respect you and we should do the same in society. So to me, I'm like, hey, y'all can say whatever you want about his arguments, but that guy is good in my book. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, it, And then even Max Kellerman, like I was with my friend Kayla. He's like, let's go to lunch. Took us to lunch. Like guys get it. And um, it just is sad because sometimes like it's the like, we, we hoop. Literally the first one in Texas, like, good game. Or, like, look, Dame Willard. Like, yo, girl. I remember I was playing Vegas, and I was so mad. We lost. And I was just going. I was fuming, and Dame came to that game. He was just sitting there laughing at me because he's like, yo, I haven't seen you like this. Like, you aggy. He's like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I played in New York. We played in New York. And Donovan Mitchell, I did one event with him, and then he came to the game. And then he was like, yo, I didn't know you were, like, physical, physical. I didn't know you were a banger. I was like, you must not have been watching, like, uh, our games because, you know, i have been in the mix, bro. <laughs> and then ever since then, he's like, like you know, it's just a different energy. And so uh, there, there are a lot of men and women that have helped support us on and off the court. And I just wish we had those stories out there more than the haters because – but eventually we're going to get there, and I think we're getting there soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously now
1: – Oh, wait, we got to talk about Schultz.
0: Uh, Andrew. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all do doing- I mean, listen, I've been trying to set up that one-on-one game for a long time. It's going to we'll happen. Be, we'll, 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 we'll sweep that under the rug. We don't, even, we don't even need to do all that. That's not, that's not even – You're
1: necessary. right. We don't need to do it, but I wish I did. I really wish I did.
0: You know, you want to – he's not good. Like, he's not like – I don't know why he does these things where, he, like, he talks up his his, his athletic accomplishments. Like, he's you know – she will wash you, bro. Like, it's not like she's a you know what's the most
1: annoying thing? Like hearing all the social beef about that house, like, yeah, I'll beat you, bro, whatever. And then like meeting him in person, where were we? At All Star, like LA? Uh
0: was it Charlotte?
1: Was it or- Charlotte? Yeah, uh, 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 Charlotte somewhere. I think it was who, Charlotte. Oh, one well, at All Star. And right. I was like, He's sweet. What? <laughs> he's nice. I kind of
0: like him. Yeah, what? He's a, he's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. But <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, you know, you know his shtick. You know the thing. Yeah, I
1: know.
0: So I do. So I mean, like, just, just adding to that, like, obviously, you said you get all this, you know, support from – true all-stars hall of famers like professional hall of famers like from the broadcasting world like and obviously you know you you know you then you go on social media or you look at the youtube comments or the instagram comments i feel like a lot of people tend to struggle with not always hearing the cheers and the rah-rahs from complete strangers and you have to deal with that a lot how do you deal with it
1: so it's hard because like you learn to not care Mm. You know, sometimes you'll let it mess you up. And I think that's in the beginning stages of like you have something that you care so much about. You're literally a women's basketball player or, you know, you're on TV, a broadcaster and you prepare, you give your all to it. And then people feel comfortable. It's funny, like out there on social media, there'll be a lot of people like, yeah, she's doing her thing, but they don't go and tweet that. The people right. that I really want to hate are the ones that are very motivated to tweet. So always keeping those things in perspective. But there was a time where like I'd get like a hundred gay comments and then there was one, and that one stuck in my head. And at some point I was just like, shoot, like I'm still here. Like I'm still doing what I do. Your one comment where you think I'm gonna suck, and the reason why you think I stink is because of what I look like. Like you put throw that to the side, but like, oh, you think that one comment is like, oh, is that what everyone thinks? No, because guess what? They're calling you to come back. You have another season to play. You just signed a new CBA. You just signed a new TV. You know what I mean? Like you realize that I'm still here above all of that. And then you get confident and then you get comfortable. And that's when you start, you know, finding out your own power. So uh, it's been, you know, it's an evolution. We all are human. Like you still see the biggest of celebrities, you know, having to deal with certain issues just because they read a certain comment and it can, and it can trigger you. But I think it's like also surrounding yourself with people that believe in you, you know, your friends, your family that can always set you straight and say, girl, you like, I love it when people say, remember who the F you are. Like, remember right. who you are. <laughs> and you know, in this African house, you get that quick. Like <laughs> that's when you're a Oh comedy, my
0: mom, listen, my talking. mom, I, you know, I'm, I'm an emo Pisces. So sometimes I'm like, mom, you don't know. what <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> She's like, don't stop and remember who the hell you are. No, no, yeah. And other things. Okay. like it's yeah, my mom gets real, real vulgar with it when she sees me sad, but it's out of love. That's how. that's how my dream parents show love, man. They push you. They push you.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, last question I want to ask you, Sinead. Obviously, you've had a lot of this time to kind of like you know decompress and and see where you want to take your uh, career and everything like that. I'm going to give you a magic wand. You get to wave it around. And in the next five years, where would you like to see yourself as a professional, as an executive for the WNBA, as a player, where do you see all of that taking you?
1: You know, it's so funny. A lot of people ask me that, like, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Like, who do you want to be? I have never modeled myself after someone. There's only been one person. Like, I have amazing... Fa- in my family, like, I've got my... You know, my sister, she like... Yeah. She cooler than me. Like, I'm the y'all got the wrong one. Like, I'm the corny one. Uh, my little sisters are amazing. I was going to say, badass young women. Uh, one doing her MBA, one about to go to medical school at some point. So, like, I've really been surrounded by people that, like, never tell me that anything I want to do is crazy. Like, ever since I've been young, they're like... Chiné like they just like go for it, and so all of a sudden it manifested into a TV, you know, broadcaster role. But honestly, Cass, I don't know. I just know that I stick to what I'm passionate about, and I'm passionate about you know my identity. I am Nigerian American female athlete and nerd and all of that took me to Stanford by saying yes to the WNBA to ESPN I have no clue what comes after that but um I I I would love a platform like this right here which I'm like this is so much fun I would love a platform for our young generation to continue to talk and to discuss because I feel like in society right now, we're so black and white, you know, we're so like one side versus the other, instead of having healthy, constructive conversations where we can all meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. So finding a platform where we can, you know, and, and also like the world is not just one thing anymore. For, for a while, it's like basketball players should be basketball players. And then we completely transitioned out of that to now, like, LeBron more than an athlete. Like, what else are you? Because sports is an intersection of so many different things. It brings so many people together. It's fashion. It's music. It's, you know, it's obviously, like, hoops or football or whatever it is. It's so many different things. So just having a versatile platform where we can talk about that and um, have fun with that and be ourselves, but also, like, represent – our young generation, bro. We the millennials, like, you know, we ain't Gen Z, but we can speak to Gen Z, though. You know, like, we can, <laughs> we can help them out. Uh, I'm still trying to get my so.
0: TikTok game up, so once I, get, once I get my TikTok game ready, then maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. I,
1: so I have a TikTok. I did not want a TikTok. My little yeah. sister is great on I'm TikTok. I'm holding
0: out. I'm holding out. I still haven't got one yet.
1: I said, I was like, okay, I'm like quarantine, I'm gonna do one a day, cause I like got all this time, bro. I've only done two. And one <laughs> of them included my whole family, so it was like super easy. And the other one was Savage, which everyone was doing. So, like. Right you know
0: oh, I, like, saw was the, uh, I saw the uh, what was it the uh, the challenge <laughs> that
1: was the WNBA for it's true, right oh yeah so shout now out to Deerca De- how'd De- that come together De- De- was like hit me because that's my homie she's my friend she hit me yeah. like girl let's do this and I was just like I don't want to be dressing. and I don't want to be doing <laughs> this but she's my dog and so she was super passionate about it so I was like all right, we'll do it. And so she's like, Will you edit it? I was like, All right, cool, I'll edit it. And she's like, Okay, ask this person. I was like, I'm gonna ask these few people. And of course, TY came in last. And TY was like, I wanna be last. And I was like, Girl, I'm already last. Cause like I did my thing and I ended it like a certain way, thinking I was gonna be last because I'm editing it. She's like, No, 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 I wanna be last. Like, all right, all right, bet, whatever. Right. And so we put it all together. It was fun. I mean, I am glad it, I'm glad a lot of people saw it just because people tend to think WNBA players. Fit a certain mold, and that right. sort of showed that we don't, you know, we are women, you know. Mm-hmm. In the WBA, we have like what is that song? Every Woman, like, we have every kind of woman <laughs> in the WBA, <laughs> yeah. but it's just so funny because it's like annoying. Because, like, I never speak on my personal situations or anything, but like, everyone's like, Oh, well, do it. I'm like, I'm one of that. I'm looking for a man, so. Let me put a trade. Hey,
0: listen, today <laughs> hey, that, that video came out. I've seen so many people like with the with the eyeball emojis. I and, know, It's uh, so funny, but emoji. just it's annoying
1: because like they want to put us into this one box. And so D was yes. like, hey, let's jump out of this box and show people. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right. And it's just funny because they're like, oh, well, I'm like, I was like, I really wanted to comment back and be like, "Ooh, like, hey."
0: Like, <laughs> well, you could. I mean, like listen, like, listen, you can't, you can't, you can't act like you don't see it right now because it's like we know you home. We know right? you ain't doing that, it's right? It's just not is to, so doing right now.
1: I know <laughs> it's so tough for me because, like, it's so funny. Like being 28 years old and like people, like a lot of people, will pull up and be like, "Oh, hey, so like you're doing, me. like, so are you?" I'm like. Hello, like, like I like dudes, like you know. But it's so hard. It's so hard for me. It's so hard. I mean, listen. With
0: with that in mind, I mean, here I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the floor. Okay, your shot. Go ahead. (laughs) Let people know. You always say you don't let people don't get to know your personal side. Yes, and I can't stand you. This is why it's, you
1: can't do podcasts with your friends, because they get you spilling way too much of your own tea. All I'm saying is tall, dark, and handsome. Emphasis on the tall. That's cool. I mean, at this we point.
0: Do we have height requirements? I know you're 6'2", six, six,
1: I know. It's so funny. My mom's like you know, because I'm like, it's so funny. My mom's just like, you know, you quit. You need. To, you're 28 years old. You need to quit being picky. Like, you need to marry. Like, you need to try your height. Like, even shorter. Like, she just is desperate at this point. And I'm like, mom, like your husband, you're five seven. You married six four, and you telling me <laughs> to go shorter? Like, what? Listen,
0: you're you're what we call in the business of breeder, Chynna. So there's no way we're gonna let that six three go to waste. You gotta you gotta. We need that Nigerian national team to be for the next couple of years. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you too. Wild. No, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm healthy. I'm in a relationship with myself, and if a man materializes that happens to be great for me, I'm cool with it. But until then, I'm gonna keep killing the game.
0: Well, fellas. I, 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 the, <laughs> The DMs are open is what she's saying. So shoot your shot. Go for it. I
1: can't believe we are here right now.
0: <laughs> you knew we was going to get here. This is why you say no like to everybody else so we can have these combos because we're here. We're here with it. This is tragic. <laughs> Shanae, you're one of the most uh, sweet, professional, hardworking people I know. I love seeing you rise. I love every time I see you on TV, I get gassed. And you always <laughs> for us, so thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Stay safe out there. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, is anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I uh,
1: this- need to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Check your dickums. Basically, after this drop, it's gonna be it's gonna be flooded. I'm gonna make sure
1: oh, I- I'm gonna
0: put out this specific clip right here. You
1: better put out anything <laughs> but this clip. <laughs> <laughs> She <laughs> has deactivated her account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I just, I just want a seat at the wedding. That's all. I don't need to be a best man. You good, bro? You good? You know you good. Part of the bridal shower, or whatever. I just want to pull
1: out
0: I just want that's all.
1: <laughs> I got you. I got you.
0: Today, <laughs> <laughs> Gumbek of ESPN and WNBA. Thank you so much for coming on. Say, us you stay safe, and it's always great talking to you, my friend.
1: Right back at
0: you, Kaz. All righty. Stay safe. Take care.
1: Thank you.
0: And that's a wrap on the show. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kazim. That's K-A-Z-E-M. And you can follow the page. On Twitter, say less with Kaz. That's S-A-Y-L-E-S-S-W-I-T-H-K-A-Z. Thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, SoundCloud, all those places. Appreciate y'all listening. Leave an review. Maybe a comment if it's nice enough. And I catch you next week, or next day, or however long we're we'll doing this shit. say less.